there's so many hard to cover these days. So let's get to it. Tom Korski, managing editor over at Blacklock Supporter, joining us. Hello there, sir. Hi, Alex. Busy days. Busy days. How'd you, uh, did you go to lockup on uh, Tuesday? I, I did not. No, I enjoyed the budget vicariously, I think. <laughs> there you go. You might not have gotten out if they locked you up, but nonetheless. Uh, I want to ask you about this because I was watching this tape of Michael Barrett on Wednesday asking uh, the Liberals about um, this new interim ethics commissioner, Martine Richard, appointed apparently Tuesday, sister-in-law of intergovernmental affairs, Dominic LeBlanc. Uh, they have an ethics problem. They don't even know what the ethics are. Like, well, how, how, did, how would they think that hiring a sister of Dominic LeBlanc or sister-in-law would be, uh, would be good to kind of hold down the fort? <laughs> Uh, she has been there for uh, several years. Uh, interestingly, um, Ms. Richard was there at the time the ethics commissioner busted her brother-in-law on mm-hmm. a uh, on a conflict of interest involving a very lucrative multi-million-dollar contract uh, over surf clams of all things back in New Brunswick. So that must have made for some interesting conversations at Thanksgiving, I'm guessing, when the family got together at Christmas. Uh, but she has been there uh, by, I think, official count, 10 years, yes. Oh, and so now she's just going to oversee someone as they look for a, an, a a person that's not in complete conflict of interest, right? Interestingly, it is an officer of parliament. That's a big deal. What, what does that mean? That means all MPs, all senators must approve the appointment of these ethics uh, commissioners, the other is a parliamentary budget officer. There are these three or four jobs, privacy commissioner. Why is that? To exactly avoid the situation you describe, Alex. They want all parties in on it, especially in a minority parliament, because they want nice, clean appointments. Honestly, watching that, because uh, Michael Barrett was asking the questions on it, and you can just see Dominic LeBlanc kind of just like, look at like, what? What? It's like, like they, it's almost like they just don't even, they don't even bother to care at this point. <laughs> because I guess with Chinese interference kind of just off in the ether somewhere, eh, we'll get away with it. Just, just rag it, rag the puck and just go on. Kind of yeah, no, the, 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 no, this is not a golden age of ethics or accountability and, and Parliament Hill. That's very true. Not a golden yeah, age. Well, <laughs> Not a golden age at all. Meanwhile, uh, Liberal cabinet refusing to say, and I've had a lot of people ask about, like, wh- how much did we actually lose on that failed $200 million venture into building this vaccine factory uh, in Jean-Yves Duclos' Quebec City riding, which is just such a coincidence. But nonetheless, that deal fell through. We paid massive subsidies for this thing, um, and, and like we got nothing for it. It's interesting, isn't it? This was uh, Medicago, a subsidiary of Mitsubishi Chemical Group, Japanese Mm -hmm. company, and it was going to build a vaccine factory, as you mentioned, in all the towns and cities in Canada. They just happened to pick the riding that was held by the Minister of Health. They did get a $200, a $200 million concession contract. They spent at least $173 million, plus advance orders for vaccines that were never produced. And the company pulled the plug two months ago. And so the cabinet was asked, how much did we lose money on this? This is taxpayers' money. This is serious money. The whole deal is about a quarter billion. How much? Mm -hmm. And cabinet said, well, that's none of your business. That's confidential. Interestingly, the Japanese executives were in committee the other day and were asked, what happened to the money? And to which their CEO replied with refreshing candor, we spent it. Quote, (laughs) unquote. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else would we do? They gave it to us. I mean, they didn't ask us for any checks and balances. So, yeah, we spent oh, it. He, but, uh, know, th- oh, he yeah, was, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, CEO Tato was very grateful to the taxpayers of Canada. And then he was asked, who owns the intellectual property anyway? He says, we do. <laughs> you'd love to. You'd love to play poker with these guys, Alex. You know, no, not the Mitsubishi. They're 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 pretty hard nosed yeah. business people. The the other guys, yeah. Yeah, I might actually win. Uh, but but you know, it's interesting because even on that VW deal, like they're talking about it, and I I, I believe the timing of that was no coincidence because they, they wanted to take the headlines off and, and reduce the heat on the Chinese interference. But we have no idea what we paid for that, and, and we know the United States was willing to fork over billions. So how much did Canada pay? Again, none of our business. We can't know. MPs are looking for that, by the way. There, there's, there is a dog hunt for that figure, and they will get it, because that's exactly the fact that Cabinet and the Minister of Industry Champagne and the Prime Minister don't even talk about what concessions, subsidies, tax holidays, real giveaways were given mm-hmm. to Volkswagen uh, tells you that it was very substantial. Yeah. 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 Well, again, uh, just be honest about it. But I mean, if we're paying for all these jobs, like what kind of job creation is that? I think this is interesting. I I would love to think it's going to go in the right direction, but I also know how this country works. But the uh, Commons yesterday voted 176 to 145 passing this private bill to exempt most farmer operations from these carbon tax charges. You know, this cost farmers 122 million just in 2022. I don't think, Tom, that a lot of people uh, in the city even realize that for, for farmers to get their crops out and dry the wheat and, and the grain all that stuff costs like tens of thousands of dollars in in charges that again they then have to either pay themselves or download onto the customers that then drive up the the, the cost of food um but but where will this go it's only a motion i was it was a bill uh, there was there was a similar bill in 2021 it lapsed in the senate prior with the election call in 2021 this is interesting a couple of things really worth watching here by the way mp's have submitted receipts from growers, yeah. uh, hog producers, you name it. I mean, it is nothing for a farmer to get a $10,000 carbon tax sure. bill. And the other takeaway is that there's an element to this. And note that even the Green Party voted for this. Everybody, Even three except, liberal MPs voted. Even three liberals yeah. voted, including the chair of the Commons Agriculture Committee. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, as, as the sponsor of the bill, Mr. Lobb from Huron-Bruce, Ontario, said, it's punitive. The carbon tax is punitive. Never, never mind the pie-in-the-sky climate change nonsense. It's real money. It's going out the door in a real way. There's no cost recovery. It's punishing people. It's going to be interesting. You know the Department of Finance and Cabinet are going to be pulling out all the stops to kill this bill in the Senate. But it is going to be a bloodletting because it's not just farmers who are interested, Canadian Federation of Independent Business, or Mm -hmm. anyone who's getting tired of paying more and more and more for fuel is going to be keenly interested in that bill. It's a big deal. I think it's going to be a bigger deal after July 1st when we get the clean energy fuel tax, which is another 16 cents. So, like, we'll be up at 30, 30 cents just alone in uh, carbon tax on your gas. So, it's coming. Uh, meanwhile, you know, in the budget, didn't get a lot of attention, but the air passengers, um, you know, the, uh, the travel security charge, they're going to increase that to about 26 to 34 bucks that we have to pay as travelers every single time on international flights. You know, these kind of nickel and diming people, it's just it goes up every single time. So these are costs that Canadians have to suck up, especially if you're like a traveler that, you know, has to do a lot of business. You're going to have to bang this every single time, 34 bucks every time you want to go. 
33% increase in that. It's a mandatory charge, as you mentioned. This is this is a trick that a lot of cities say, we're only going to increase your property tax by 2%, plus, 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 plus. And that's what air charges have become. So there will, anyone who flies, it doesn't matter for, for what reason, they don't care. You will pay for security. You will pay an airport improvement charge more and more. It has been called a tax on the flying public. Who says that? Well, the International Aerospace and Machinist Union says it is a tax on the flying public. It was funny that cabinet snuck that in. By the way, it has always been sold as cost recovery for airport screeners. That is misinformation, Alex. The government makes a profit on that tax and have for years, the Department of Transport makes about 8% off that. Mm, color me shocked. Meanwhile, um, <laughs> this is one of those stories, I think, Tom, that just really irritates people, but we're paying almost 20 grand a month, according to records you guys got, um, to remove, you know, a snow, uh, do ice control, uh, pest removal, cut the grass of the Prime Minister's uh, lake house residence. And at the end of the year, it's not cheap. We're talking like $1.425 million, $1.4 million to cut the grass and chill. I'm like, he's got kids. He's got two older kids. Can they not push a lawnmower? You know, we, this is actually fishy. I, I'm like, yeah, I, that's a, 20 grand is a lot for cutting the grass. Sure. So this is at Harrington Lake. This is the official residence is maintained by the National Capital Commission. So the taxpayers on the building. All right. This is not Buckingham Palace. It's got 16 rooms. Bigger than your house, bigger than mine. That's fine. 16 rooms is not unfathomable. My goodness, I can barely grasp how big that is. The acreage is not that large. Where are they getting an average of $20,000 a month, month after month, for mysterious charges called, like, pest control, electrical maintenance? Maybe Sophie's using it on Trudeau. Got to get rid of that. There's a pest there. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. We spell monkey business on this. It's uh, how Mm -hmm. is it possible to maintain twenty thousand dollars a month to maintain a sixteen-room house? Doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It shouldn't add up. It's atrocious. Yeah, and and by the way, there's no taxes there. There's there's no taxes are paid on that. It's tax tax free. Oh, there's taxes paid. We're paying for it. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we're paying. We're, we're paying for that. All right, Tom. Nonetheless, stay tuned. Going to be. Hey, by the way, is uh, Chinese interference? You think it's coming back? Oh yes. Oh heavens. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh yes. <laughs> they shouldn't get too excited uh, moving that one off the front pages. No. Yeah. We'll talk again. Cheers. Thank you, Alex. Mr. Tom Korski of Blacklock Reporter. I know you love him because you tell me so. Blacklock Reporter subscription based, worth every penny.